Hello and welcome to the Peluso Presents Podcast. My name is Mike Peluso and I am your host. And this is episode number 138 of the Peluso Presents Podcast for the week of May 11th, 2020. Boy, we're really moving through the year. But it doesn't feel like that because we're all stuck in our houses with COVID virus. Ugh. Today is a very special episode in so much as this was the last post of the week or the last article I wrote in a series that I did two years in advance. What makes that so special is, or not special or a little scary, I guess, is that I'm hitting the reset switch. So for a year and a half, I didn't have to worry about anything on the blog and the podcast because, well, for about a year, because I was sitting there and I was getting ahead and I was concentrating on the book. That went lethargically slow, unbelievably slow, actually. It's still in editing. I'm supposed to get that done by July, if I'm lucky. But anyway, the point I wanted to make here is that this was the end of a goal, kind of a big goal that I had, and so naturally I went meta on the article topic, and I chose goals as a topic. And most topics or most articles and most stories that are about goals really are about goal setting and planning and that sort of thing, and I have a little bit of that there. But primarily, mine was about managing your goals. What's a big goal? What's when to get rid of a goal? When to modify a goal? Those kinds of things. Things that, that are kind of important to those of us who are natural goal setters. And so that's what this week's Post of the Week is all about. I think it's a pretty good one. Uh, I am well into recording my episodes and posting and recording my episodes for next year. I did sort of get a year ahead um, by the time these all get done, I'll be a little less than a year ahead. And from what I'm seeing right now, what I'm thinking is my cycle is going to be take summers off and then start right after the summer and start writing articles and write them until the spring and then post them up until the end of spring, post write, post write. And then by that time, it'll be summertime and I'll be able to post them all a year in advance and have a year's worth of articles in advance. I kind of talk about it in this particular post of the week, but it takes me a full day to write an article. So if I continue this cadence into the foreseeable future, and that is my goal right now, <laughs> goals, then the theory is that I've got to work approximately 24 full-time days in the year to keep the blog going, and the podcast maybe ooh, that's a half day or a third of a day. So we'll say approximately... 30 days out of the year. Now, I haven't made any money on the blog or podcast, perceptibly, I don't think, uh, but it's definitely raised some notoriety. So there's been that good side. I am going to probably integrate, I've got a new tipping function with PayPal, me, and Venmo that you can tip based upon one-time tips instead of the whole Patreon thing, which didn't work so well, probably because I never really had the time between the book writing and the blogging and the podcasting to really promote, and I should be promoting more than I should be doing the creative stuff. But that's just life everywhere. Now that I think about it, all the stuff I used to read on Gama Sutra, plus all the stuff I read about Hollywood blockbusters, they put as much, if not more, effort into the marketing, and when I say effort, I mean dollars, as they do in creating the product. Because you put $100 million in the product and $100 million in trying to sell it, and then you could sell it three, four, five hundred million. If you put a hundred million dollars in a product and you don't put a hundred million in marketing, you're not going to sell anything. So you got to have a great product, which I believe we do here. And you also have to have great marketing, which I'm definitely weak on and I'm going to try and improve. On that note, let's talk about today's great product. The post of the week, as I said, is all about goals and it's all about 
modifying your goals or looking at your goals or stopping your goals or quitting your goals. It's not your traditional, this is how you set a goal, which is not really what I was going for. So I think you'll enjoy it. And then starting not the week after that is that whole new series of articles that I've been working on all this year. And there's some interesting ones. There's some very personal ones in there. There's some, uh, I was reviewing them all, and there's definitely some really good thought pieces in there. So the year ahead is going to be fantastic. I really think that you'll enjoy reading the stories or listening to the show because the content is strong for 2020-2021. And on that note, let's just jump into it, and here's our post of the week. Goals. This is it. This is the last article I'm going to write for some time. I'm actually writing it over two years before it's going to be posted to my blog or read on my podcast. The reason why this one is the last is because this article represents the fulfillment of a major goal I set for myself back in 2017. The goal was to get two years ahead on the blog. I had originally intended to write a book back in the 2015-2016 timeframe. I thought I could do it because I had completed my master's degree inclusive of an 80-page long thesis on telephone cables. I thought to myself, if I can do that, imagine what I could write if I had something interesting to say. In starting to prepare for my book, I read a ton of info on the topic of being a self-published author. The consensus was that the best practice was to blog and engage other social media so as to build my audience. So I started to blog, and it quickly became the all-consuming focus of my writing. And that was a problem, at least if I ever wanted to publish a book. In an effort to keep up with the blog and put some time aside for the book, I tried different publishing schedules. I started at three small articles a week. As that didn't work, I tried two articles with one being more beefy and one being more short or inspirational. In the end, I learned it was simply easier to create and track a single type of article, so I settled on one big column style article per week. When the blog didn't get any traction, I figured I'd expand into a podcast as they were exploding in popularity. The thought was to try and leverage the content I was creating in several different ways. The highlight of every podcast is a reading of the post of the week. Ultimately, what happened is no matter if I was doing multiple articles or a single large article, the total time spent was about the same. And that meant most of my writing time was used up for blogging, not writing my book. On top of this, the podcast also sucked up any leftover time and energy I had. Now, I'm not one to let a good goal go. I tend to want to complete things I have mentally committed to, so I started looking for a solution. I realized I needed a buffer, so I created a goal to have a two-year buffer, two years posted to the blog. My goal date is May 4th, 2018. I thought this buffer would give me one year to just stop blogging and work on the book without any anxiety relating to keeping up with the blog. Then it gives me a second year if the book process takes longer than I expect and I need a bit more time. I'll also use the second year to get back into the swing of article writing. Now just to be clear, my goal is posted articles and even though I'm easily going to finish this article in time, I still may not hit my goal. 
My process includes writing the article, then recording the article for the podcast, which helps me edit for content and flow. After that, I have to create a graphic and finally post the article with the planned publishing date to multiple outlets. Writing can take a day, and the recording and editing can take a couple of hours. The recording process is more challenging in that I generally have to do it when the noise level in my household is low. That means the only time I can do it are when my kids and even my dog aren't around. This limits my ability to get to the editing and posting step. Art is the big question mark in my time needs. I've used some photos with zero editing and I've spent a couple of days on an image. I really try to make sure I have the right image for the article. I would say that on average, I'm looking at two to three hours per image. Finally, there's the actual posting, which doesn't take a ton of time, but maybe 10 to 15 minutes per article. All in all, it's a full working day or more per article. This huge exercise, what I refer to as my audacious goal, got me thinking about goals in general. That's why I thought it was fitting before achieving the goal of a year-long sabbatical for my last article to focus on the topic of goals themselves. I obviously like meta-topics. As an aside, I would be remiss if I didn't mention SMART goals, the de facto standard since the early 1980s for goal setting in the professional world. If you live under a rock and you don't know the SMART goals acronym, it goes like this. S equals specific, M equals measurable, A equals attainable and or assignable, the R equals realistic, and the T equals time frame. All of these attributes are needed for the goal to be something other than a vague notion or desire, for it to be an actual goal. This isn't an article on SMART goals. There are already volumes written on them. They are so pervasive that I believe nearly everyone with just a few years in the professional world is most likely familiar with them. These days I use SMART goals without even thinking about them, so the attributes of good goal creation are inherent in what I'm discussing. Today's article is really more of a reflection of other aspects of goals and goal setting and the benefits and pitfalls of goals, at least as I have experienced them. Focus. Goals can be helpful. They provide focus. The focus part is the most important element. A goal is really a target, and to hit a target, you have to keep your eye on it. We all have things we want in life. Sometimes we put them on a board. Sometimes it's a list. But the idea of clarification is important. In my case, the goal was two years of articles. This made things pretty clear. It allowed me to eschew distractions and allowed me to be pretty clear about what I needed to be spending my free time on. An addendum to focus or a process supporting focus is prioritization. If you're like me and have lots of goals, then they can all crowd themselves out. I think goals are like lists. They have to be prioritized. My favorite example of this comes from Dave Ramsey. One of his most popular teaching tools is a thing he calls the baby steps. It's really just a prioritized list of financial goals, starting with paying off the smallest debts, moving all the way through paying off the house, and then building wealth and giving. It's built on the idea of little wins giving you the emotional feedback needed to get to the bigger wins. 
The exercise of prioritization is a good one in that it helps you figure out what the most important thing is out of the cornucopia of options for the goal-driven individual. Prioritizing has the potential to hook into the emotional element of the goal. You are able to remove the distractions and it makes success that much more attainable. Not just for the goal with the highest priority, but all of them. Modifications and abandonment. There's a big decision when it comes to goals. It's the question of if you should modify or abandon it if you find that achieving the goal is not possible. This is also something I've written about at great length recently. When I first decided to have a goal of being two years ahead, it was under the working schedule of publishing an article once per week. Although technically attainable, I realized it was going to be much more difficult than I originally envisioned. This was because not only did I have to have 104 articles to cover the two years, they all had to be evergreen. That last part was rather difficult as much of what most article writers do is topical. Remember, I'm writing this two years before it's going to be published and I have no idea what is going on in the world at the time it will be read. I have to write something, say, like an article on goals, that I know will be as relevant in 2020 as it was in 2018 when I put fingers to keyboard. I also know I still want to produce some form of content every week. The compromise I made was to alternate podcasts and articles. This cut my article production needs in half and still allowed me to keep producing content for my audience on a weekly schedule. There's always something that feels a bit like failure when you modify a goal to something that is easier to achieve. I guess some people don't feel bad, but that's what it feels like to me. The key to get around this is to understand that quite often in life, we bite off more than we can chew. The goal seems so reasonable when we think about it, but doing, well, that could be different. No matter the goal, life can happen. Work, family, and emergencies that require time and resources all can pull you from a goal. I think accepting the compromise is reasonable if it allows you to meet these life needs and still achieve a goal, or a variant thereof. There are a few goals that I had to abandon. One had to do with my education. I had gotten a 4.0 in my master's degree, and I thought that I could continue on with that success by getting my doctorate at the same pace and with the same quality. The problem was that the PhD program I was in wanted me to follow their cohort schedule, not proceed at a pace that was a good fit for me. I know it would have taken me years longer than everyone else to finish the doctorate, but I could have pulled it off in the way I wanted to with zero debt. Unfortunately, the combination of the emotional residual after the effort from the masters coupled with the added pressure of the doctoral program requirements in time and money led me to simply say, now is not the time. I abandoned the goal. I still get tired when I think about going back to school as I have yet to find a doctoral program that will work the way I want to. I enjoy learning, but the pace of it, the commitment in time, and of course financial resources is tough. I still keep this goal in reserve, but more on that in a bit. I had another goal. It was to pay off my house in six to seven years. I thought that with my extremely modest home, and again with my pattern of paying off debt, I could pull it off. Job transitions, kids, 
a new and larger home, and many other life events have had me just simply give up on this goal for the foreseeable future. The underlying desire is still there, but I just am so far from realizing it on a financial level and a social level that I decided I might as well give up the ghost on this one. A final one was animated YouTube videos for my posts of the week. I loved this idea because I know how engaging videos are. After looking into it, I realized it simply was not possible. There was too much cost associated with the work unless I did it myself and my time was severely limited as it was. I didn't have the hundreds of hours it would take to teach myself how to use animation tools and to create engaging video content built around my posts. I still play with this idea every now and again, but until some magic happens that allows me to create this type of content or I have enough money to outsource its creation, this option is more dream than goal. Stretch goals. The polar opposite of a modified or abandoned goal is the stretch goal. This phrase has become more popular as sites like Patreon want to incentivize people to engage beyond the baseline. I considered a stretch goal of writing an extra nine articles than I originally planned. This would have allowed me two years and one extra summer of a buffer, i.e. I would have had a full year and a summer of time to completely take a break from even thinking about the blog before I hit my one-year buffer of articles. The timing of the primary goal and the stretch goal coincide with summer as I move to a four-day work week in the summers. This gives me three uninterrupted days of writing every week, which is very valuable for staying on a specific and complicated task like researching and writing a book. I personally decided to stick with the original goal as I almost feel like it would be a distraction or procrastination from the whole point of the primary goal, which is to get my head out of the world of blogging and into the world of book completing. A variant of the stretch goal is scope creep. Scope creep can easily be seen in creative or engineering-based projects. The game designer would say, hey, this feature would be so awesome if we could make it work. But the features always take more time and effort than originally thought. The scope creep is different than stretch goals in that it extends the original goals. Stretch goals only work if there is a set of original goals that are met. If you introduce scope extension in the process of completing your primary goal, you are absolutely killing your ability to hit the primary goal. This means you need a healthy dose of backbone, possibly for yourself, to be able to say no. Writing this out makes me think that maybe I should have taken my own advice when I came up with the idea of the podcast or even the blog. Re-engaging the goals. As you can see from my experience, it is really easy to lose sight of the bigger goals. If you want to stick to the original plan or achieve the original goal after it has been addled with modifications, distractions, and scope creep, a change needs to happen of some sort. This is why re-engaging is one of the three R's of dealing with failures and frustrations. In my case, the goal to allow me to re-engage the original goal was introduced. I needed some way to rekindle the focus, excitement, and energy level from the original idea of writing a book. If you have a goal and you feel like you're not making progress towards it, it takes something concrete to get back on course. This is admittedly vague, but if your goal was something like working out three times a week and you haven't been to a gym in four months, 
then the way you re-engage will be very different than how a wannabe intellectual gets back to writing the next great piece of pop culture nonfiction. This forces everybody who has a goal they are not achieving to explore different ways to re-engage that goal. One potential trick here is to use scope creep in reverse. For example, take baby steps of going to the gym every Saturday morning. After that becomes absolutely routine, then you can look at Wednesday evenings to add to the weekly workout schedule. Really, that's what this whole article thing is. It's to get me back on track for the book goal. I had to get the distractions out of the way. Goals. Our world is tremendously complicated and there are barriers everywhere. For some people, the goal-oriented, they have this incredible tool to navigate the challenges that life throws at us. This is why most professionals, at least the more successful ones, are goal-oriented. The modern proletariat is not. That's why they do things like working at a Waffle House into their 60s. I guess the point is that thinking about your goals, working with them, getting rid of the bad ones and replacing them with good ones, and re-engaging the ones that you haven't really made progress on are all things we should do regularly, at least if we want to try and better navigate the landmines in life. If you don't mind wandering around aimlessly and having life blow up in your face regularly, then I guess living a laissez-faire life without any goals is a viable option. It's definitely going to be interesting. I clearly am on the other end of that spectrum. I guess the big question for me is in meeting this goal, will I ever meet my bigger book writing goal? Well, I guess we'll know the answer to that if appended to this article is a link to buy a book about the collision points between work and life. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Peluso Presents podcast. You can follow the Peluso Presents efforts via Twitter, at Peluso Presents, on Facebook, on Medium.com, just search for Mike Peluso, on LinkedIn, and of course, on the blog located at www.pelusopresents.com. You can email us directly via Peluso at Outlook.com. This podcast is available on all major podcast services, including iTunes, Google Play Music, or your podcast service of choice. We love and appreciate any comments and reviews you wish to leave. Please remember to support this effort by sharing and liking the postings on all your social media. If you'd like to support this effort more directly, you can via patreon.com forward slash Pelusa Presents. Thank you for listening, following, sharing, and for your support. We appreciate it.